0: Here's podcast.
1: where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela. And I'm Joe. And on today's episode, we're going to settle the debate that has raged on for ages, Disneyland or Disney World. Which one's better? At Yo. least when it comes to the rides.
0: Yes, we're going to settle this. Yes. Just
1: Definitively going to settle this. Yeah, so we talked about this a few weeks ago when we did our Disneyland trip recap, how I think we were more pleasantly surprised by the rides there than what we remembered from our first experience there, that we we actually liked them a lot more. And I think during our first time at Disneyland, we were probably much harder on the attractions there versus their Disney World caliber parts. Yes. So we wanted to to kind of dive a little bit deeper into this and and kind of talk through some more of the specifics and the differences in each ride uh, and kind of say you know then which one we thought was better. We really didn't get into which versions we thought were better for our, our trip recap, so we kind of wanted to devote some more time to it. So today we're going to go through it, the attractions that are in both parks, so Space Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain, Haunted Mansion, Jungle Cruise, It's a Small World, and Pirates of the Caribbean, and, and talk through both of those. But before we get into that, want to touch on the Disney news for the week. So this past week has been... Disney Princess Week and, and early in the week they kind of kicked it off with Princess Tiana and we got some of the first looks at the Splash Mountain redo uh, with, with Princess Tiana. So they talked about that it's going to be the ultimate Mardi Gras celebration and Tiana is going to kind of guide you through it. and You're going to see kind of all of your favorite characters. So not a ton of artwork, but they... They, they did have some concept art. They were showing some of the art that is going to be inspiring the ride. So, again, I think it's good to hear that this is moving forward at some point. Still no, like, date on yeah, when this is going to happen. I think we
0: actually commented about this a couple of weeks ago, how they announced it and then haven't done anything with it for, like, a year. Or, I mean, not not that they haven't done anything with it, but that we haven't heard anything about it for like a year
1: exactly yeah so we got some initial concept art i I mean i think it looks good again not a ton to go off of yet but it's good to get a little bit more of the story and it's going to be a celebration so i think that's all going well it does very much have a like a frozen ever after vibe to it where you're doing a a celebration but it's just kind of with tiana and mardi gras celebration so i imagine they'll they'll work in the songs and everything and it'll kind of be you know walking through the story a bit
0: yeah, but whereas Fro- Frozen Ever After is kind of going through the movie and the musical numbers in the movie, I believe this is an extension of the movie. Uh, I think it's supposed to take place like after the movie.
1: And Frozen Ever After takes place technically after the movie, so as they're well. just going
0: around just a, living a, a highlight reel. Yeah, they just of, they just the relive movie.
1: all their songs exactly because it does. It's it's the celebration um, after basically Elsa becomes queen. So yeah, kind of a, a similar idea to it, but it'll be interesting to see how this turns out.
0: Interesting. I, I look forward to it. I also would love to know when it's going to be opening and when it's going to be closing.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely uh, looking forward to getting some more like concrete dates on some of this stuff. So, All right. And then in other news, uh, NBA Experience, we hardly knew you. Uh, it's closed for good at Disney Springs. So I don't even think this was open six months. Um, the NBA experience they basically tore down all uh, the Disney Quest building built a whole new building for this it opened in 2019 and uh, then was closed uh, in March of 2020 for the pandemic and never reopened and uh, Disney announced that it is going to be permanently closed now so a uh, pretty epic miss there you know by Disney they typically I don't would call have it an these- airball Oh, very good.
0: Uh uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, I'm proud of that. (laughs) That joke there was
1: probably better than all of the NBA experience combined. So, yeah, so really interesting that, you know, Disney would, again, kind of build a whole new building, put so much into this, and then was barely open for a year, um, and just the the attendance wasn't there, and they said it's not going to be open again. So that's a huge building to fill with something else. I don't know what you're going to be able to put into it. You know, they, they have announced the play pavilion over at epcot where it's going to kind of be this black box for imagineering that can constantly be changing i almost think i don't know how far along they are on that again that's something we haven't heard much more about either but i almost think putting that at disney springs would be better because again this building is pretty big and you're not going to be able to get you know just kind of like some restaurants in there or anything you're going to need something you know a pretty big uh, to take it, almost like almost like a Dave and Buster's. That was the other thing I was thinking of, like mm-hmm. kind of what Disney Quest was. But you you could probably make that into a really cool Imagineering center um, as well. So maybe they kind of shift some things around um, and and don't have the play pavilion over at Epcot.
0: I could see this becoming like a um, you know how there are those big built like there are big buildings that are set up for like Instagram photos. So it'll be a bathtub, and it's just. You know, there's a beautiful background and it's made for social media. I could see, you know what I'm talking about. A bathtub, like it'll be a bathtub bathtub, with like beautiful bubbles popping out of it, and you can lay in it. And the backdrop they have those
1: at like malls, like they have little pop ups, right? You're right. There's just like different scenes. I
0: can almost see them doing that, but with Disney properties, and you, you know, they charge an admission, and then you can go in and like be inside a cartoon. I feel like that might actually be kind of a cool use of that. That's not a
1: bad idea. Again, I think the problem you run into is there's just so much space. I mean, Disney Quest was. I want to say like five or six floors. I think they made the building a little bit smaller when they made it the NBA experience, but it's probably still fifty plus thousand square feet. You know of you Ooh. know f- four stories, and it's built for you know there's NBA courts in there and stuff. So I agree, something like that is a is a good idea as well. But
0: I don't think I realize the magnitude yeah, of the building. It, it's
1: just a lot of retail space. So you're either going to need multiple people, multiple tenants in there, um, or Disney's going to kind of have to. Completely redo it. I think part of what hurt it was is it's down, you know, kind of at the other end of Disney Springs where there's not a lot going on. The new uh, Circus Soleil show is just opening, so there's not really a big draw down there. Um, so maybe once that reopens, they can kind of redevelop that land for something else. Uh, and then in other news, I have my retirement planned out. So, Ooh. so there were uh, some articles coming out this week that Disney is looking to develop a, a 55 plus retirement. Community at the Lake Nona uh, area, and that's actually the area that they're using for they're they're moving basically all of Imagineering from California to Florida, and they're going to be building offices there. So they're going to be developing this area around uh, Lake Nona, uh, but they're looking to build a, a retirement community there for 55 plus over. So I have uh, I have my retirement plan now. 55 buying in, go live at Disney, retire there. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure they would charge you a premium for it, but I'm sure there'd be uh, a wait list of people that would want to do this.
0: Yeah. I think this would be a lot of fun. A lot of older people that would have similar interests in you because you're not going to live that close to Disney world and hate Disney. So I, I'm in. I, I'm going to find a way around the 55 plus. I will learn how to do prosthetics and, and makeup and we can we can go and...
1: For, forge a, a birth certificate or something like that. Yeah, to exactly. Prove. Yeah, so I guess they, they said in that one article I read that the developer that they're looking to team up with, they have a retirement community that's about an hour outside of Orlando right now. And I guess it's very popular. Obviously, Florida is a very popular place. Uh, to retire to for retirees, but Disney is very popular as well. So there's one about an hour outside of Orlando that I think is very popular with people because it is so close to Disney. So I think Disney, when they see an opportunity to make money, they jump on it. So they say, let's, <laughs> let's develop one, you know, kind of on our property that's even closer and I'm sure it could have, um, you know, some ties. I mean, like if you look at the, you know, Golden Oaks community, those are like, multi million oh dollar homes are so expensive that are on you know Disney property so again this is kind of just another outlet uh for retirees that you can re- retire and, and live in the magic the uh the rest of your life. I'm sure they'll have some catchy slogan uh ab- around that as well. So
0: I mean I can only imagine the golf carts at this place. Like what are oh, they going to do? Like
1: lightning lightning McQueen golf carts yep, like yep. like theme them. Exactly. Oh I like that. Okay. I think they should do that just in Disney, you should be able to just rent golf carts to drive around. Like if you stay at Caribbean Beach, you could use golf huh, carts at yeah, that at that resort because that thing is is spread out. So get some uh, get some themed go- themed golf carts there. All right, and the last thing I, I kind of want to touch on is we got the first trailer for Spider Man No Way Home, and you know again, it's always always fun to talk about trailers uh, on a podcast when you can't you can't see what's going on. Um, but I, you know I, I do think it's it's interesting because and if you haven't watched the trailer go check it out or if you know you or a person who wants to know nothing about a movie going into it maybe skip ahead a couple minutes here but I, I do think it's interesting what they did reveal in the trailer that they actually showed Doc Ock at the end and you hear uh, Green Goblin so they're basically confirming that this is some sort of you know uh, Spider-Man into the multiverse, you know, live action movie where we're gonna be getting villains from different universes. And so that leads me to believe that a lot of the other rumors about Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield's versions of Spider-Man showing up are probably true. Because you're not going to reveal Doc Ock and the Green Goblin are in this movie if you don't have some other major, major surprises. <laughs> because that's a huge I mean that's a huge reveal. That's a big one. And so the fact that they reveal that early, um, I think there's there's going to be some other surprises. I actually do think the fact that at the end, uh, Doc Ock says, hello, Peter, and then it cuts to Tom Holland, I think it's a bit of a misdirect. I think those are probably two separate scenes they cut together. Doc Ock would not know Tom Holland is Peter Parker. He's going to know Tobey Maguire is Peter. So it leads me to believe he's actually talking to Tobey Maguire's version of Spider-Man. And the way they cut these trailers together just makes it look like he's talking to Tom Holland.
0: Hmm, Interesting. You know, I feel like all the rest of the Spider-Man movies have had like a very nice levity to them so far. And this trailer was very different in tone. Um, This one seemed a lot more, uh, we saw an emotional Tom Holland in it. It was very um, dark. And he is dealing with the repercussions of, you know, the fame that he acquired from being revealed in the last movie so I think that this movie has the, an interesting opportunity to for us to see more facets of Spider-Man and of Tom Holland as an actor and I, yeah I, I'm, I'm interested I will say that I really hope that he still keeps that kind of like boyish wonder about him because that is my reason why I love him as Spider-Man as like in kind of contrast to all the other ones but yeah I, I'm, I'm interested I'm interested I'm hoping uh, I mean I think that have we confirmed it's Willem Dafoe? Because there's n- never... I
1: mean, it's his voice in the trailer. We don't see him. There there has been rumors that he was coming back. His voice is in there. Mm-hmm. So I would I would think it's pretty confident that you could say he's he's going to be back as Green Goblin in this.
0: I think that Willem B- Dafoe was born to be the Green Goblin. I think that he has this sneer on his face. He has this like evil kind of look to him. He, he, plays d- it well. he does
1: a great job. And I think that's why you see Marvel trying to pull him back. I mean, yeah, th- they're there, like... there's a lot of rumors that he's going to stay and kind of play a big part in the MCU going forward uh, as Norman Osborn. You know, there's some rumors that Dr. Strange seems a little bit off. Is there maybe something going on with him? I think, you know, he looks pretty, it looks interesting to kind of have him included in this movie. The other thing when Peter is arrested and you see, uh, he's you know it looks like you know somebody's arms are slamming some paperwork maybe he's working with his lawyers there has been rumors that Charlie Cox as Matt Murdoch will be in this movie I hope so and i I could kind of see that there was a I lot of people so. freeze framing that saying that looks like his arms that looks like Daredevil's yes, arms I hope so. and so I, I do think we could see him in there because again when you reveal when you reveal as much as you they did in this trailer, you know that there's so much more that they didn't reveal, that there's going to be a lot of other good surprises. So I'm really excited for this movie uh, to come out. It's supposed to be coming out in December of this year, so just yeah. a few months away.
0: I feel like this is a trend more with movies lately where the previews don't give away a whole lot. I mean, we've seen a, a rash like Luca. We had no idea what Luca was about. We didn't realize it was basically the little mermaid with but with boys. And then Encanto is the same thing. We don't I mean, we know that the people have magical powers and that um, you know, one character does not, but we don't know a whole lot about the actual story of it. This one, I feel like we got a little bit more. We know that what the struggle is, and we know that they're gonna open the multiverse. So we get a little bit, but it is funny because we watched a trailer last night for Pirates of the Caribbean, and it gave away the entire movie.
1: Yeah, you're right. I, I do think, you know, Sony is obviously responsible for Spider-Man, so they may have a different MO than what, you know, Disney and Marvel does, but I do think they did give away a a decent bit, but I think they also gave away things that everybody already knew was going to happen. And we basically knew the multiverse was in play now. You know, we knew Doctor Strange was going to be in this. They had basically confirmed that Doc Ock was going to be in it. So I think they kind of gave away the things that we already knew about. And again, I think there's a lot of surprises still in play. And I think when this movie comes out, it's going to be a lot different than what we even anticipate from this trailer being so. Right. All right, so let's jump into our our main topic this week. So again, we're going to be comparing Disneyland attractions versus Disney World attractions. We have six attractions overall that are both at Disneyland and the Magic Kingdom. So we have Space Mountain, uh, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, the Haunted Mansion, Jungle Cruise, It's a Small World, and Pirates of the Caribbean. So we'll start with Space Mountain. We'll kind of talk through some of the similarities and differences between these two. So you know, Space Mountain is one of, the more similar ones, they opened about two years apart. Walt Disney World actually opened first in 1975. Disneyland's opened uh, two years later in 1977. Some of the, the bigger differences here is that uh, Disney World is a single row. They made it uh, two people per row over at Disneyland. And you, you have a, uh, the onboard sound with a specific score by Michael Giacchino over in Disneyland. As well at Disney World, there's no onboard sound and kind of just that. It's space, like a wacky space. Yeah, space music kind of plays um, throughout it. I will say the, the most interesting thing for me, I'm always amazed by this in Space Mountain, is it only goes like 27 miles an hour for both of them. You feel like you're going so much quicker. Uh, in both of them, just because it's in the dark and you can't see the turns and things just seem to be going so much faster, but you are actually only going uh, 27 miles an hour. So between the two versions, Angela, I know Space Mountain is uh, one of your your favorite attractions. Um, So which version uh, do you prefer?
0: So I think that I have to stick with my original on this one. Walt Disney World, I think is the better ride. And I think it only comes down to one thing. It's not that, you know, it's not the score. The score in Disneyland is great, but I still think, and I don't know if this is just because, um, you know, that's my original park that I went to, but that building seems darker. There seems to be less stars in there, and because of that, you can't see the track very well, and so it feels a lot more wild mousey. It feels a lot more like you don't know where you're heading. At Walt
1: Disney World. Yeah, at
0: Walt okay. Disney World. So I think that the ride overall, the experience is a little bit more fun just because it's completely full of surprises. Disneyland, I definitely could see where we were headed. Um, I could see where all the stars were coming from and stuff. So I think that it made for probably a smoother ride than the Disney World version, but I think I would go with Disneyland. I yeah. mean, I'm sorry, Disney World.
1: Yeah, counterpoint to that, I for the reasons you kind of mentioned, I actually enjoyed Disneyland's version that you could see a little bit more, that it is a little bit brighter. They do have uh, kind of some of that projection mapping with the stars. I I do like that, that it's not just kind of a pitch black ride. I really did enjoy Disneyland's version this last time we went, I think even a lot more than um, when we first were at Disneyland a few years ago and rode it. I I think coming out of that ride, I very much thought, while Disney World's was better, Uh, coming out of riding it again, I really the the score i really heard again being able to kind of see a little bit more and have some of the more stars i think added to the atmosphere of the attraction and i did enjoy it much better for me this is a struggle i mean i almost want to say it's a draw because they're they're both very similar and they kind of both have their pluses and minuses um, like you said you know walt disney world is kind of more of our home park we go there a lot more frequently uh, and so you know i think naturally i'm going to gravitate towards that version of the ride but disneyland again this last time really did impress me so i think for me i mean i could go either way if you told me i could never ride one version of these again i don't think i'm gonna be upset by that in any way whereas some of these other versions i think i have some stronger opinions on but just because you picked walt disney world i will i'll go disneyland on this one (laughs) because i really did enjoy it and i don't think you can really go wrong with either of them Okay. So the next one is Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. And again, both of these are, are very similar versions of each other at Disneyland and Disney World. They were built one year apart uh, 1979 in Disneyland, 1980 in Walt Disney World. I think what's interesting about uh, Big Thunder Mountain is even though they're basically the same ride, they are based off of different locations. So Disneyland, the rock work is actually modeled after Bryce Canyon in Utah. Whereas in Walt Disney World, it's based on Monument Valley in Arizona. So they kind of have some subtle differences there.
0: I appreciate how they didn't just copy and paste the same ride. You know, I mean, it is the same ride, but they didn't copy and paste the exact like everything is the same. You know, they made different rock work and stuff. And I think that that kind of highlights the differences a lot more.
1: Definitely. And, and Disney World um, is about 25% longer than Disneyland's, but Disneyland's does have that third uh, lift hill explosion, the projection mapping. That was a part of a refurb in 2013 uh, in there. So uh, for me, I'll start on this one. For me, I definitely enjoy the Disneyland version better. So even though the Disney World version is longer, I do think the rides are uh, similar enough that that's not necessarily a huge advantage i do think that third lift hill projection mapping and what they do with the explosion really elevates disneyland and also uh the big thing i like about disneyland and we talked about this during our recap is that it is uh basically uh, both people it's one seat there's no seat divider so you can kind of slide back and forth <laughs> and it makes for a a much more kind of enjoyable and wild ride so you know the the tagline of big thunder mountain railroad is, is it's the wildest ride in the wilderness and so you, you get more of that uh you know kind of wild kinetic energy when you can kind of slide back and forth and you're running into your partner
0: yeah you are not the one getting smooshed yeah
1: true <laughs> versus uh versus in disney world where it's you know it's one person per seat it's a little bit tighter in there so for for me for those reasons i'm going uh disneyland here
0: and I think that you're kind of underestimating because I know when we got off of that ride. I mean, you just talked about it, but when you we got off of that ride, you said that was a lot better because I could barely fit in the one in Disney World. So I know that it, you know if you're a bigger person, um, you know, tall or wide, like it, it is, it is a lot. Yeah, it's
1: tight. I mean, I'm it's I'm am yeah. three, and it, it's hard whenever. Yeah, you just have that individual lap bar; it's a little bit tighter. So yeah, not only can you slide and it makes a little bit more fun but it is a little bit easier to fit uh in the cars over at disneyland
0: right um so i I also i mean i hate to agree with you but i agree i like bryce canyon i like the i like the um the setting of that better i think it's more fun and i liked the explosion scene i thought it, it just you know it was plussed it seemed big thunder mountain railroad you know isn't my favorite ride in the parks and I think that this one just seemed more unique it seemed more like okay Disney has added to this ride and made it more disney whereas the one in Disney World seems like something that you might find in another park again there's a mountain around it and other parks don't really do that kind of stuff usually but still um, yeah I think that the Disneyland version is better.
1: All right. So we agree on that one. So both uh, went went Disneyland there. So uh, the next one is the Jungle Cruise. And that was an opening day attraction uh, over at Disneyland. Again, very similar to what they ultimately built over at Walt Disney World. Um, there are some differences over at Disney World. You have the Cambodian Temple. Uh, personally, I feel like you have a better waterfall uh, over at Walt Disney World. There are there are some changes. Um, you know, Disneyland has the piranha attack They also uh, fire the fake gun to you know scare away the hippos, which something they do not do uh, over at Walt Disney World. Um, So, Angela, what's your favorite version of the Jungle Cruise?
0: I think that this one, um, you know, this is hard for me to kind of gauge because I feel like they are so similar. And we only got a chance to ride Jungle Cruise once. And like I said, our skipper wasn't the best skipper. I couldn't hear the skipper very well. Um, You know, so I I think that, you know, on a different day, maybe I would have enjoyed the Disneyland version better. But, you know, having said that, I think that the, the Cambodian temple in Disney World is really cool with the tiger inside. So I think that the ride is just a little bit more elevated in Disney World. So I think that's probably my favorite version.
1: Yeah, I'm going Disney World as well. I mean, especially with the redo, the scenes and everything are pretty much identical uh, for the most part. You know, the jokes are kind of the same. I'm going Disney World though, because like I mentioned when I was talking about the differences, Disney World has the much better waterfall. And I think if you're riding the Jungle Cruise, one of the big things you want to see is the backside of water. And there's (laughs) a lot more water coming over Walt Disney World's waterfall. Now maybe, I don't know, maybe when we went to Disneyland there just wasn't a lot of water pumping through but I, I definitely noticed that. And so uh, for that's me, I'm, I'm going Walt Disney world there that it's the backside of water is much more impressive there. And I think when it comes to the jungle cruise, that's really the only thing that matters. So, <laughs> so we're we'll going go Walt All Disney right, world. Good there. point.
0: Good point. All
1: right. So let's move on to the haunted mansion. Um, so the haunted mansion, you know, if, if you watch the behind the attraction uh, story, you know, they, they talk about the haunted mansion and how, you know, basically they built an exterior and it sat there for 6 years um, before they actually put an attraction into it because they were trying to figure out how, the sca- identity of the yeah, ride. how scary should it be? Should it be funny? You know, wh- what should it be in there? But it ultimately opened at Disneyland uh, in 1969, very popular attraction, uh, and, and Disney World's version opened uh, when the Magic Kingdom opened in 1971. Again, you know, a different uh, exterior kind of style, so Disneyland's is is much more in a Uh, southern mansion style it fits in with new orleans square and that part of the park it's in whereas walt disney world it's over in liberty square so it's more of a gothic revival style there um disney worlds is also a little bit longer it has some extra scenes that are a part of the ride so some of the uh pictures and some of some of that whereas uh, it's in the, the queue that you walk through and at Disneyland. A- it's part of the attraction
0: itself in Walt Disney World. And there's also like the MC Escher scene. Or it's like a MC Escher stairs that go to nowhere scene that's extra in Disney World.
1: Exactly. So yeah, that's all added in Walt Disney World. For me though, I think I'm going to lean towards Disneyland's version. Even though there are some extra scenes and, and Walt Disney World's is a little bit longer. I'm going to go with, with Disneyland. I, I do like... The queue that you go through inside once you go through the stretching room, how you're kind of in the mansion and you see those photos as you're getting on the ride, it it has, I feel like, a, just a better flow and feel to it. But I also, what I really liked and, and what I was kind of taken back by and what I really enjoyed at Disneyland is it's a little bit lighter in there and you can see some more of the details better, especially in the attic scene when you're seeing... All of the husbands losing their, their heads. You can see that detail a lot better. I feel like the Haunted Mansion in Disney World, they keep it a lot darker, and it's harder to pick up all of those little details, which is what makes the Haunted Mansion so much fun, oh, is kind of seeing all those details. So I felt like I could see more of that and kind of get into more of the story better at Disneyland. And also they have the Hatbox Ghost, which is a which is a great plus and addition over at Disneyland. So for me, uh, I'm going to lean towards Disneyland. I will say that probably after our next trip to Disney World, I'll probably switch back (laughs) and go, oh man, Disney World is great. But I'm going to slightly lean and give Disneyland the edge here, which I'm going Disneyland a lot here so far. So everything but the Jungle Cruise uh, so far has been Disneyland for me. (laughs) But but what about you on the Haunted Mansion?
0: I I think this is really hard. Um, You know, again, it was really hard for me and us, I think, in general to figure out are we picking up on extra details of these rides because we've ridden them so many times or are we picking up on things that are different between the two parks? Because I do remember, um, you know, the big kind of banquet scene. I think that we saw a a ghost up by the chandelier that I had never seen in my many, like our many times of riding it in Disney World. And I'm not even sure, you know, is that ghost even in Disney World or is that an additional ghost that isn't there? So I think that it is really hard to kind of... Maybe
1: it was a real ghost. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah maybe how many of
1: those ghosts are actually real ghosts on haunted man like if, if if you were a ghost right and you wanted to live in peace the rest of your ghostly life you go to haunted mansion because people are just gonna think oh that's a new ghost disney must well, have
0: added that into the attraction that's probably why they have a hard time with people pouring out ashes there
1: no but i'm talking if you're a ghost not ashes don't pour out your ashes in the haunted mansion yeah, that's that shuts the whole ride down but if you're a ghost you're coming back <laughs> And you just want to, you know, kick back, not be bothered. You can live in the haunted mansion because nobody will know that that you're a real ghost.
0: I do think that Disneyland did have some additional s- things that I noticed, but. I can't confidently say that Disney World does not have that. I know for a fact that Disney World has more. I know the queue at Disney World has more. You know, you have like the instrument thing where you can press different instruments. There's more graves out front and more things to look at there. So I think that that's definitely, you know, worthwhile. You do have the hat box ghost in Disney World, but it's only on a picture. So that's, I think for me, that's the, biggest difference between the two is the Hatbox Ghost is really cool. Uh, I like being able to see him because I I didn't really understand what he was. Um, and then also by watching the you know, making a documentary f- film thing about it oh, that's on Disney Plus, we learned about how the Hatbox hat Ghost, you know, kind of lost his way because he was meant to be in the ride and then they couldn't get him to work. So they took him out and then an Imagineer went back years later um, and figured it out. I do think, though, my favorite one, I'm going to probably go I think you also have a um, really good point about the the light and darkness you know I didn't really think about that so much until you said it and you're right like it's so much lighter in the Disneyland version and you can see more detail but I still feel like the Disney World version has a little extra the hats um, the hat rack where the woman was a black widow and um, there was no hat rack in Disneyland and I know that there's like an improved at the very end where you have the three hitchhiking ghosts um, in Disney World, so I think Disney World's just edges it out just a little bit for me. So I, if you know, I'd pick that one. I think if you can get more Haunted Mansion, that's better. So Disney World.
1: All right. So I've I've noticed that you lean towards Disney World when in doubt, and I've been leaning towards Disneyland again. Maybe that's just because we just went there. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but but I, I do feel like uh, I feel confident in my picks here. So, Good. all right. So let's move on to It's a Small World. Um, So It's a Small World in Disneyland. Obviously, it was created for the 1964 World's Fair, moved to Disneyland in 1966, uh, and then it opened uh, with the Magic Kingdom in 1971 in Walt Disney World. One of the, the biggest differences, and I think people can go both ways on this, is that Disneyland's version now has the inclusion of Disney characters in it in all of the scenes whereas Walt Disney World does not and, and I think that's a uh, point of contention sometimes for people where uh, you know people like Walt Disney World because it is kind of the original idea of it there's no Disney IP in it um, whereas some people say hey no I, I love seeing the Disney characters in it you know it it adds more, uh, to the attraction for me. Um, so, Angela, which version uh, are you going to go with here, Disneyland or Disney World? Because I know you love the characters. I'm going to be interested to see uh, what your pick is here.
0: So, I, th- all of these choices are so not easy. Because at first, my knee jerk reaction was Disneyland. I That's love the see- whole
1: point. That's the whole point of yeah, this. Yeah, I love. If it was s- easy. Anybody could do
0: it. <laughs> I love seeing the characters in there. I do think that it's an added thing. I think it. You know it's a slow ride, so I think it's fun to try to spy the different characters. But I will say, okay, if this was my home park, I wouldn't necessarily be looking around and trying to spy all the characters. Um, so having said that, um, also, oh, I love the outdoors—the fact that it's outdoors.
1: I love that as well. I, I that is one of my favorite things about the Disneyland and I like version.
0: The, the topiaries. Yeah, too.
1: is that is that you start outdoors? It gives it a different feel to it. I understand why they can't do that in Florida. I will say Florida makes up for that with a pretty incredible kind of facade and things on the inside, right? You know, to, to kind of give you a little bit added. But I do I do love the outdoor, um, kind of load and unload area. It, it just it adds a, a just a different vibe to it overall. I feel like in Disneyland,
0: in Disney World though. The thing that I really like about Disney World, which I noticed on our last trip there, was just the artfulness of the different suns. Um, you know, they're all beautiful, a lot of them move and in Disneyland they were drab. They didn't they weren't exciting, they weren't fun. It was disappointing. And at the very end in Disney World also, if you have a magic band on, they have screens up and it'll say, you know, salute Angela and it'll it will like say goodbye to you. So each one has its own pros and cons. For me, this ride is kind of about, all right, getting out of the sun and getting, you know, kind of cooling off. And so I think that because I just said that, my pick is going to be Disney World. Shocker.
1: All right. Yeah. I, I will say this is one of the, I think, rare instances where Disney World actually has a grander version of an attraction than Disneyland. So a lot of the ones we had previously talked about, you know, anytime Imagineering is updating anything, they tend to do it at Disneyland. So, you know, big thunder mountain, that third lift Hill, you know, the projection mapping, that plussing of it, uh, you know, it's something that Disneyland has that Disney World does not have. You know, we'll, we'll talk about Pirates, but it's a much longer version at Disneyland versus Walt Disney World. Disneyland did get the characters that Walt Disney World did not. So you could look at, you know, they kind of plus it that way. But I do think to your point, just in terms of overall scale and scope, Disney World is um, much grander. The suns, to your point, they move. There's just a lot more energy in it.
0: They're, you know, they're like pieces of art that I'd like to put in my house as opposed to the ones at Disneyland.
1: Right. Yeah. Where, where they're just static at Disneyland. The other thing that kind of caught me off guard with Disneyland is there's like a drop off by the water. You can tell you're kind of elevated from the water. Oh, And yeah. you can see the bottom of the sets. Whereas in Walt Disney World, everything is kind of level with the water. So it really feels like they a more a, seamless kind of boat ride. They do
0: a better job with the illusion.
1: Yeah, definitely. So I, I do love the addition of the characters in Disneyland. I do still wish they would put some of the characters in Disney World because I do think it's fun to try to spot them. But overall, I do think Disney World has the much superior version here just in terms of uh, scale and, again, with the movement and the suns. And I think just the overall the number of characters and just the execution of the attraction overall, I'm going to go Walt Disney World with this one. For the last one, uh, Pirates of the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, as I mentioned, it is a much longer attraction at Disneyland. It's fifteen minutes versus about eight minutes at Walt Disney World. It originally was going to be a walkthrough attraction, kind of like with wax figures, um, but they turned it into a, a boat ride. It opened in 1967 over at Disneyland. It originally did not open in the Magic Kingdom because they didn't think anybody would want to see Pirates of the Caribbean over in Florida. Um, That turned out to be false. People (laughs) really wanted to see it. So they opened their version in in 1973. The Disneyland version, I I do like that you have the blue bayou scene at the beginning. You kind of go through the restaurant there. It is also much more detailed uh, in terms of the rock work and some of the scenes you know at the end where the the town is burning down you actually you know go through part of the building that it looks like it's collapsing and there's some projection mapping to make it look like it's on fire you know i, I think a lot of people like the disneyland version better because it is longer uh, and because you have uh, you know some extra scenes for me though i actually found that those scenes really didn't add much to the ride so a lot of the extra time is going through uh, this cave before you even go down uh, the first fall into the actual kind of pirate battle and everything. And so the whole pirate battle and and the town burning down is pretty similar between Disneyland and Disney World. Your added time is kind of the beginning when the pirates are still skeletons. And and the cave work and the rock work did look beautiful. I mean, it makes it look like you're kind of going underground, but there's not really much going on there. And I almost found myself like, bored for a little bit. Like, yeah, this is great, but I'm like, when are we going to get into the actual attraction? And by the time we actually got into the pirate battle and everything, you know, you're five or six minutes in and it's kind of like, I'm not really into this anymore. So I actually think it being longer hurts it in Disneyland because I think the shorter attraction in Walt Disney World helps it get to the point more and it helps it get into the story a lot quicker. And so it keeps that energy up from when you start versus you know having like a five or six minute just real slow boat ride through the bayou and through this cave and then you just like jump into this energy really quick and for me i think it was just too long at the beginning so it, it definitely is much more detailed and the effects are a lot better over at disneyland but I'm going to go with Disney World on this one just because I feel like it gets to the point better. And the main scenes, the main crux of the Pirates are, I think, similar enough that you're not losing anything by losing some of those effects uh, over Walt Disney World.
0: Yeah, I I think this is this is for me. This is six one way, half a dozen another. I do like the additional scene with the um you know the building burning down. I think that is really cool because uh, it puts you like directly in the action. However, I will say I don't know if it's it, it's my memory. I mean my memory is pretty pretty poor. I don't know if it's. See- I feel like the Walt Disney world version, the, some of the scenes seem grander um, and bigger. I know in Disneyland, we actually got wet in the, in the battle scene. You know, I was going to say Disneyland is my favorite. And then I thought about it and I thought, okay, for us, Pirates of the Caribbean is not one of our favorite rides. I would probably say we do try to ride it every time we're in, you know, in the magic kingdom. Um, We try to ride it every time we, we go, but for us, Pirates of the Caribbean is a ride that we try to kind of rope drop. We do it early when we're there. Uh, it's one of the ones that we kind of get out of the way. And so because of that, if you think about it, the shorter ride is better because that means we can get more of those r- more rides in. we can get Peter Pl- Pan's flight in. We can get in Haunted Mansion and things like that where we maybe don't want to wait the full length of the um, the queue whenever it gets crowded.
1: Yeah, I think this is one of those instances where you're projecting your thoughts on me. So I, I wouldn't necessarily say that Pirates of the Caribbean isn't one of my favorite rides. Oh, it is. I think <laughs> I think this is one of those instances where you're like, oh, you know, Magic Kingdom's not uh, our favorite park. We don't spend a lot of time there. And I'm like, well, that's because maybe you don't like spending a lot of time there. I don't necessarily feel the same way. Um, but no, I I agree the shorter ride, I think just helps the story. But like for me, I do enjoy riding Pirates. I actually think and I I talked about this, I'm not as big a fan of the Jungle Cruise. I could probably skip the Jungle Cruise if I go. Blast me. But I do enjoy riding Pirates and It's a Small World and Haunted Mansion every time I go. I think to your point, we maybe don't love it. It's kind of like Peter Pan. Like It's a ride you ride if you can get on it early and it's a short wait. Right. But if it's a 45 minute to an hour wait I'm probably gonna say I'll come back at another time. Like I'm not gonna wait an hour to ride Pirates. I'm not gonna wait an hour to ride Peter Pan. But early in the morning, to your point, when it's a 15 or 20 minute wait, it's worth it. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. it's definitely it's definitely a fun attraction. I wouldn't say it's not one of my favorites. I, I do I do enjoy riding it, but you're right. It's not one that you're gonna wait a long time for. I mean, quite honestly, I don't know that any of the attractions, maybe short of Space Mountain. Uh, or Big Thunder Mountain, and maybe Haunted Mansion. Maybe those yeah. three would probably be the only ones that I would wait 45 minutes plus four. And I think if you get to an hour or higher, you're not really waiting for any of those. I think a lot of these attractions, especially you know the classic ones, a lot of the original ones, Jungle Cruise, It's a Small World, Pirates, they're great rides, and, and you ride them for the nostalgia and kind of the classic Disney but they're not something that you want to wait a long time for. And, and honestly, they're not something you have to wait a long time for, because if those lines get above a half an hour, 45 minutes, it's usually because crowds are really heavy. It's maybe middle of the day. And to your point, if you go early or you go later at night, you can get on them in a lot uh, shorter time. You know, So there's something you know, 15 or 20 minutes you might wait on, but I don't know anybody who'd want to wait over an hour for It's a Small World. It's a good ride but I don't want to stand in line for over an hour to ride that.
0: I would only wait 45 minutes hour for space mountain and haunted mansion. Those are the only two on this list that actually maybe jungle cruise. I might do that for jungle cruise just because I, I think that the theming in the line of the jungle cruise is interesting enough. And I like what they play over the loudspeaker enough that I would be willing to wait for jungle cruise as well. Probably an hour is too long, but 45 minutes I'd probably do
1: that's a good point that you bring up with jungle cruise that the queue at least has some announcements. So it at least keeps you a little bit entertained in those. And, uh, and you also mentioned, you know, some of the interactivity in haunted mansion queue. Walt Disney world is definitely built for longer wait times. Right. They have a lot more stuff in the queues to kind of keep you entertained, uh, versus Disneyland where again, I think if, if you go to Disneyland and those rides are more than half an hour, you're just like, I'll come back some other day <laughs> and, and ride them again. So yeah, interesting, interesting, um, I think how we went. I I think I was surprised with with some of your picks there. I know I was surprised by some of my picks because again, we had talked about this that we tend to lean towards Disney World. So I think I was surprised by how many I went with with Disneyland uh, this time after riding because I I really was impressed with a lot of the stuff. And again, I think with these. It's interesting how Disney can put the same attraction in two parks, but yet make them different enough that you really can have this debate, that they're not just exact clones of each other.
0: Right. I And it's kind of funny looking at my sheet you know, looking at my notes. I actually would, had planned to go 50-50, but then ended up only picking Disneyland for one, because by the time I listened to your points and then I thought about it more, I decided that I liked Disney World's a little bit better. And I I don't know if that's nostalgia speaking or what, but um yeah, I think that I mean both parks are incredible. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> really
1: can't go wrong with Yeah, with you can't go wrong. Film. So yeah, if you're somebody that always goes to Disneyland, it is fun to, to ride them at Disney World, but it's not like you're missing out by never riding the Disney World version. Right. Or vice versa. So I, I again I just think it goes to show Disney makes it that it's fun in both parks, but adds enough differences that you know faint like diehard fans that go a lot can really enjoy those differences so even if you go to the other park you're not going to go oh i can skip that i've written it at disney world you can't skip it because it's, yeah. it's a little bit different that you want to see it so we'd love to hear uh, your thoughts and opinions on which versions are better between disneyland or disney world your thoughts on our picks we will post uh, this episode over on our facebook page we're enchanted ears over on Facebook and let us know in the comments over there which versions of these attractions you like the most. I want to thank everybody again for listening this week. If you've not done so, please leave us a rating or a review. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps and we really appreciate it.
0: Thanks for letting us your ears.
1: Have a great week everybody and we'll see you here next Monday. Bye-bye.